Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. That is a lesson plan With that said, I'm hungry looking for answers But you gotta cross the remedy for the cancer What is a tragic hero? A tragic hero is a person A person born with great qualities and nobility But because of their flaws They are tragically brought down to their own demise This explanation mirrors humankind as well God wants to give us greatness, but when we make our own choices, it is difficult for us to accomplish that greatness because we are not living the life he intended for us to live. This is the story of Mario Torres, a tragic hero. I'm the ghost of Emmanuel Ghostin. Blow steam with my whole face in a full screen. They can't sleep on me, so they don't dream, won't let them. Got my own team and we see them all mad. I'm hurt, I'm one of the best with the skills I possess. I want checks, I ain't trying to end up in a bed with a record exec. A leash on my neck, so instead, I get bread, but I take crumbs. Dumb it down, but I ain't dumb. Run around stage, but I say something. What do they want? From day one, I'm an ape with an apron. A napalm in my hands, you ain't got a chance. So you feel well? Here's a mic, here's a light, here's a crowd. Say it loud, say it proud with a smile. Always be ready to agree to appease white team. Mario was born on July 4, 1984, in Jersey City, New Jersey. He is the eldest of two sisters and one brother. The family grew up in Camden, New Jersey, a city with a high concentration of crime, inhabited by mainly Latinos and Blacks. Although he was raised by both of his Ecuadorian parents with a Christian upbringing, he described his household as dysfunctional. Well, my mom was, uh, she was like very like ultra religious. She would go to this Pentecostal church and she was just like, she made me go there and I hated going. I really did because it was just like, you know, a lot of screaming. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, really didn't, didn't benefit me at all. Um, 
but then my dad, on the other hand, he was like an alcoholic. You know, he was really abusive towards uh, my mom and um, towards me. So it was like really, really hard growing up with my pops like that. She she converted to Christianity when she was like I think when she just had me from what I from what she told me. And um, and I don't think my dad. I think my dad was like, you know. It was I guess he wasn't really into it, or I don't think he was saved at the time. To be honest with you, that's what it was. I think it was just something that he did out of just like okay, this is a tradition, but not. He never fully dedicated his, you know, his life to the Lord. Uh, told pops that I loved him. I was only nine. Only nine. Thirsty for attention from the water fountain. Should have probably handed him a forty ounce. I only said it once, but who really counting? Just a little bit of man who would have knew. Who would have knew? Teachers saw the march when I went to school. Moms told me not to say a word, cause they might charge daddy as a criminal. Drunk out of his mind, whooping on my mom. Almost stabbed her to death, caught him from behind. Going crazy, watching eyes and his dad. I was daydream, but the daydreams never last. In my mind, I'm killing everybody off. The poorest one in school, and then his daddy ain't involved. I'm looking who to blame, so I'm looking in the mirror. Every day is a finale in the valley of the lost. Guess the world ain't everything I thought it was. Mom talked about a Bible, yeah, that's not enough. 14, 15, doing what I want when I wanna do it. Better moving if I'm moving. Very uh, very abusive. Like it was like one time. I don't really even like talking about this, but um, I guess you know someone might might have to hear something like this. Um, it was like it was one time that uh. Like I caught my my dad. He was he was upset about something, and I guess I walked in at a bad time, and they were arguing. And my dad just he he went from zero to a thousand, and he grabbed the knife from the kitchen, and he you know he just started coming towards my mom, and I was like, and I I don't know how old I was, I don't know probably like ten or something or eleven, and I was scared out of my, out of my mind, but I you know I didn't want to let that go down. So what I did is I ran towards him and you know I grabbed him from the back and I had him in a chokehold and I slammed him on the ground and then he just beat the <laughs> beat the living life out of me after that like what you're hearing so far check us out at testimonystories.com that's testimonystories with an S dot com where you can hear content for you and about you everyone has a testimony everyone has a testimony and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. A story. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Yo, this is Tragic Hero. 
You are now listening to Testimony and Musician Story. Uh, it's funny. They say you gotta dig deep for the healing. But after you find it, like, where do you go? Because of the age difference between he and his siblings, Mario was the only child subjected to that abuse. Things have changed and Mario and his father have a better relationship now. However, growing up in an abusive household, some of that pain carried over to his social life. Growing up, like I, I just I, I guess I had a lot of like anger and resentment. I got to a lot of fights. Uh, I got a couple fist fights with my dad after that incident happened. And then I was just doing dumb things like I was like smoking black and miles when I was 13. I took my mom and dad's car to the club when I was like 13 or 12. I forgot what it was. Uh, smoked weed here and there. Just hanging out with dudes at, at this uh, at this set, with drug set down in South Camden. I was just a, I was a loud mouth, kind of a class clown. See, it's funny because the stuff that we think is like normal to us. Outside of the hood, like, nobody really perceives it that way. They're just like, oh, wow, they're really abnormal. <laughs> they're really dysfunctional. But for us, it's like, we don't know anything. We don't know any better, you know? We go to, we hang out with our friends that that don't have any type of standards or don't have any type of values or morals because they don't have a two-parent home whatnot. And we just all do the same thing, you know, whether it's drinking and smoking blacks or, you know, puffing weed or whatever it is. After high school, Mario attended community college for a short time. But because he got kicked out of his house, he could no longer afford school and dropped out. He lived in a basement with very little amenities. When he was about 18, there were a couple different incidents that pushed him to inquire to learn more about the God he heard about at his mom's Pentecostal church. And this is what I want to sing. And if you find yourself all alone, I'll be I remember leaving the mall and then it seemed like I was pulling out, you know, I just came out of work and I was pulling out and, I, and then it seemed like cars were just flying everywhere. I, I tell this story and people are just like, what are you talking about? But I know because I went through it. <laughs> it seemed like cars were flying everywhere. Like I was at a stop sign and I would go, I wouldn't see a car. Then all of a sudden there was a car coming out in front of me. Every other second it was like a car about to hit me. And I was just like, what is going on? And I was just like, it just it's hard to explain because it just it was really unnatural. And I was scared at the moment. But when I got to the light, I was like kind of freaking out. And then I looked over next to me 
And there goes this lady in the car, frantically, like, waving her arms, trying to get my attention. And I'm just like, okay. I turn over slowly, and she's, she's like, you know, uh, uh, telling me to put my window down. So I put my window down, and she says to me, and she's real, like, <laughs> like you know, frantic. She's like, listen, listen, I got to tell you this. She's like, I'm, I just saw angels protecting you. And I looked at her, and I looked at her, and I was like, what? And then she drove away. And at that point, like, I have goosebumps. I get goosebumps even just think about the story. But I don't know what's happening. And I know in my heart, I know that God was real. You know, in my heart, even though I didn't like the religious aspect of my mom's church, there was still a fear of God in me, you know. And so she drove away. And by the next light, I was kind of freaking out. And I didn't know what was happening. And I started kind of, you know tearing up and just figuring out trying to figure out like what what is what is happening and is God trying to speak to me which I knew he was and right in, at that next light I saw an older like a family friend his name was Lewis and he was at the light and what he did is he 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 waved me down and I'm like okay <laughs> one thing after the other and he looked at me he can obviously tell us something wrong he's like you okay He's like, follow me to my house. I was like, okay. So I followed him to his house, and he and he prayed for me. And nothing really happened that day. And it, it probably, the, the change didn't really take place until like a, a year later. And Lewis was one of those guys. He was like a family friend. He was a firm believer. He just, he loved me like a little brother. He would pick me up from my house. He would take me to church. He would feed me afterwards. You know, he taught me how to drive and, and all that stuff. He would give me good advice. I mean, he, I really love him for that. And, and that's why it meant a lot for him to be next to me at that moment, you know, and I really love him for that. And he'll never know what that means, but you know, it, it was big for me. Yeah, it was probably like a year later, I got into a really bad accident, literally like as soon as we pulled out, like the, the next block up and I saw a car coming with the flashlight, with the headlights. And I was just like, God has already given me a chance. I'm dying. And you know, luckily nothing happened to me. I was just stubborn and that week before that even happened, uh, I had a high school friend. His name was Joel. He was he was a wild dude. He told me he called me up and he told me that he started going to church, and that he gave his life to the Lord, and he extended the an invitation. And all I did was kind of laugh at him. So I was like, Yeah, whatever. I was like, You go to church? Yeah, sure. Then the incident happened. So <laughs> the week after the accident, I <laughs> I visited his church. And I think I couldn't take it anymore. I think the Lord was really trying to call me, and 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 He had mercy on on me. I broke down, you know, and I gave myself to the Lord. And I remember just crying on the altar. I was the last person to leave the altar too. It was a it was a great day. I was like I felt a lot of burden off my back, and I felt free. I'm tired of living this way. Uh, we've been through hell and back. Testimony. Testimony. Testimony.
where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with testimony and musician story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at testimonystories.com. Now back to Tragic Heroes, Testimony, and Musician Story. It was at that church that he ran into an old high school classmate. Mario fell in love with her and her son. Although he had given his life to Christ, fallen in love, and felt like a burden had been lifted off his back, he was about to encounter some trying times. Protect the souls from the gaping holes It's in us that we clothed With Americana armor All the battles that we thrown We made it all alone So we honored on the low And our smiles are accolades We put up when we on the road We went from scraping Out the bottom of a trash bag Now you riding in the hood Inside a blackjack Feel like you falling out of love Break my heart into pieces Sweep it under the rug You got me crying out to Jesus Lately I've been feeling like You love another Can I blame you? I bought a bunch of clothes Though for you Now can I change you? We looked into each other's eyes I can't deny it You're taking shot or two To keep this grown man for Christ So here's one for love uh, Another one for hatred yes. Washing all the kisses To my lips Through just resuscitation uh, Is it death or just a nap? nap? A blessing that just passed I don't know I, I asked about a mother's glass To college Started talking Got engaged Got married And she moved into my basement <laughs> um, But a couple of months later After that I actually got a good job And I was able to move out of there and that was all that was all God. But then when I got to the job, it took most of my time. And I started uh tripping. I stopped going to church. And I just started getting into some old habits. I dropped the rapping. It might have been like two or three years. So uh at the end of that the Lord like humbled me. I lost my job, my car, <laughs> my apartment. I had a charge on my record uh, for a simple assault. And I had to move back in with my mom and dad, which was the worst thing. And I hated that. That was a really, really, really dark period. The mo- That was really humbling that I had to take my, my wife and my son back to my mom's house. Okay, I'm at rock bottom. <laughs> it was really literally the worst feeling because I just felt like I let my wife down, you know, and I let my family down. Um, and I let God down most, mostly because he gave me a good thing, you know, and I, I ruined it. The age of 24 was a dark time for this tragic hero. One day, while walking in the park, he heard a guy spitting rhymes and giving the gospel. That guy was Jay Salas. He formed a friendship with him, and it inspired him to minister through music. Mario had been writing and rapping since he was a kid. He had a stuttering problem, and he discovered early on that writing helped. So while he was humbling himself while living with his parents, 
he developed his craft. Eventually, he and his homie High Hands started working on his debut project, Going Home. That project garnered a lot of attention and started opening doors he didn't even know existed. Tragic now started taking a career in music seriously. Social Club reached out for a feature, and that led to producer Wes Peddleton working with him on the Resistance album, which in turn led to producer and Collision Records A&R Wit wanting to work with him. Tragic and Wit clicked well. Because he was constantly in the studio with Wit, it led to features and writing credits for several artists like Alex Faith and Dre Murray. This tragic hero has successfully and independently made a name for himself in the Christian hip-hop market. He doesn't mind the CHH label, but his mission is to figure out how to get his music in the hands of that younger version of himself, that kid who grew up in a similar neighborhood as his and doesn't know about CHH. That is who he wants to reach. Our hero has come a long ways from being that self-destructive kid we were introduced to earlier in the story. But that doesn't mean he is now flawless. Last year, I almost got divorced. Yeah. We had to go through some counseling. And it was just, it was really rough. A lot of it had to do with, with me. It wasn't, I wasn't leading the way I was supposed to. I wasn't praying the way I was supposed to. I wasn't being attentive the way I was supposed to. And we were just, it was a constant, constant struggle, a constant fight, it was constant arguing. And we just didn't know what to do. So we started going to counseling. It was biblical counseling, yep. 
and it just reiterated some of the stuff that I already knew, but it's just like I needed that. I needed that help. I needed that that boost. I needed, you know, I needed that direction, reestablish that 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 role as a leader and 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 really take things head on and not give up and not walk away from stuff. I think some of that comes from seeing my pops walk away from stuff a lot and seeing my pops just leave for days and stuff like that, you know, when things were going rough at the house and drinking and all that stuff. I wasn't doing all that, but it was just like, I don't know, I, I, I just, I got, I got fed up, you know, and I just didn't really confront things. And I was just letting things go instead of being a real leader. Everybody's painting this, like, perfect picture of themselves and their families and like politicians, everyone's just like t- taking the right photo ops and making sure that there's enough Jesus and stuff like that. But, you know, everyone's act, everyone acts like they won't do anything wrong. I remember when, remember when Peter said he wouldn't deny Jesus, right? And he said that with the utmost confidence. But what did he do afterwards, you know? And it's just like, why don't, why aren't we honest about ourselves? Why aren't we honest about our situations? And I think a lot of times that's why people don't feel like they can, they can open up with us. Like if I'm, if I tell a cat like, yeah, I did this, that, and the other, then that person's like, well, he'll feel more comfortable, you know what I mean? And saying, okay, well, let me show, share my story with you. Or I, I feel like we always close ourselves up to people because we're always trying to paint this picture like, oh yeah, I got Jesus. Well, I'm good now. I am straight. I got it all together. I can't tell you how many of the situations that I know of with believers that are just, I mean, these believers are in really, really bad positions, you know? And it's not because, oh, they don't have Jesus. No, it's just because bad choices, failure to pray, failure to trust in God, you know? So it's just, a, it's just, it's just part, of our, part of our walk sometimes. But why not be able to talk about it? Why not be able to confess it with each other? Why not be able to walk with each other and help each other out? Why do we have to judge each other to the point of, to the point that we can't even talk about things in the open. Everything has to be done in secret, you know? We're not perfect. We're, we're, we're broken human beings we're in a sinful body, you know? And the only thing that makes, the only difference between me and the next man is that I have Jesus and I have hope and I have the power to change things, you know, through Christ. But on my own, on my own, I'm the worst. Everyone has a testimony and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. Testimony. A Musician's Story. Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Throughout his latest project, Tragic Hero continues to be transparent while confessing his struggles through his music. The album is appropriately titled, My Own Worst Enemy. You left me 
starving, I'm chasing for stars in my name My jealous heart has been starving, but I'm left to, I'm left to blame Because throughout my life, I am my own worst enemy Whether it be doubt, hatred, anger, bitterness, resentment, failure, it's all come from me Like I don't look at anybody else you know, I, I know it, that darkness is, is inside, you know, and that's what sets me back. The concept overall is that, like, you know, you're at war with, like, those two different versions of yourself, you know, that, that darkness that you can hold on to, that remorse, that anger, the bitterness, you know, the failure. And then there's that light that we find in God, in our relationship with God, you know, and it, it's, it usually comes down to choices, which what are you going to hang on to that day, you know? Like, we're all broken in some way. We all have a choice. And you can let your, like, past experiences dictate your, your future, or you can change the story. You left me starving. I'm chasing for stars in my day. My jealous heart has been starving, but I'm left to... Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Trying to meet success, met with inconvenience. Turn around out of fear, so instead I pledge you allegiance. What's a seed that never grows? Could have been a tree, you never know. Not a year's passed by, never seen the height of all these hypotheticals. It's...